from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News. Not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. Hey y'all, I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker. I'm a comedian, and not long ago, as a kid, I used to rollerblade. And I wasn't good at it then, and I'm still not good at it today. Well, Bill, I can say I have never rollerbladed. I've tried to roller skate, but not very well. But even the fact okay. that you could get on those rollerblades are cool. Uh, I'll make a 90s <laughs> reference real quick. Uh, Mighty Ducks 2, the start of that movie, they're all yeah. rollerblading around the theme park and they look super cool. So I imagine that that's exactly what you look like. Uh, Thank you, Mark. Back it's in the day when you used to rollerblade. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. I am Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian. And, you know, speaking of rollerblading, uh, scooters, actually are difficult for me to ride. Uh, I actually had to do it once for a commercial and I could barely, barely keep my balance. It'd be like two or three seconds and I'd just get scared, I guess, just because I wasn't used to it and just kind of <laughs> fall off. So if you haven't figured it out already, today is a deep dive episode about scooters. So we're talking interesting facts, the history of scooters, uh, and of course, some ridiculous news stories related to scooters is going to be a fun one. So well, to start us off, we, yeah. we, I want to know more about this commercial. Sure. So, Mark, did you did you end up falling at all, or what was well, what was I, the? I think that's the thing. I think because all right, so it was a it was a, I don't I don't remember the exact commercial, but it was a commercial for a car dealership, basically. Okay, and okay. Uh, it, 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 I guess the final shot was supposed to be me like you know, going away on a scooter, like, bye-bye, you know, and it's like an electric scooter. 
Uh, I don't know why I was on a scooter because it was a commercial for the cars. Car. Yeah. Uh, that's right. nothing against the commercial itself. The, the commercial was fine. The people that made it were fine. But that was what was asked of me. And I think because I just wasn't used to riding a scooter, I was afraid of falling. And because I was afraid of falling, I couldn't stay on balance. And there's probably a lesson about there about not being afraid of falling just like for life. Oh, wow. Uh, but I was not even learning it that day. And just for context for the audience, Mark doesn't know how to ride a bike. Right. <laughs> uh, never learned, uh, which is uh, a, a, a may turn into a sketch concept for us later on. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. But just so you know, so it's, it's like it's it's something that uh, you know scooters are similar to yeah. bikes. I think in a way that you keep your balance. So I'm glad you're okay, and I'm sure that it turned out really funny because you were in it, Mark. Uh, but we'll, let's let's jump into our news nibbles. Yeah. So uh, we have some news nibbles uh, about our topic today, which is scooters. And this first one is about uh, in. A Florida man, of course, uh, and this time kind of a Florida boy, a 14-year-old boy actually tried to steal a $200,000 Lamborghini and the luxury SUV's owner actually hopped on a scooter to chase the culprit who'd stolen his prized possession. Yeah, that's right. This guy's name is Chris Sander, and he told the news that... he was at his house. He heard the sound of his Lamborghini engines roaring. Uh, he, he's, he's in his home. He hears it start up. He said, I look out the window. I see someone driving in a way. I got on the scooter, went after the guy. It's not clear how close the scooter was, but I assume pretty close. Um, and the station actually reported that the boy who stole the Lamborghini abandoned the vehicle on a sidewalk a few blocks away and just took off. Um, but he has been taken into custody. And I feel like uh, this is an interesting story, Mark. Yeah. I, I A little of me is like, eat the rich. I wish he would have gotten away with that Lamborghini. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And how do you hotwire a, a Lamborghini? The guy leave his keys in the car? like Right? I mean, it's like know? if it's a 14-year-old and they were able to drive off with it, I wonder if he left the keys in the car. The other thing, too, is... If he was in his house, right, and he hears the engine running, if you have a Lamborghini, in my mind, I imagine you got a couple other cars. So why is your, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, no, right. the Lamborghini, my one and only mode of transportation with the motor. The only other thing I have is the scooter. To me, it's just like, oh, no, someone's trying to steal the Lamborghini. Let's chase after them in the Benz or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So the fact that he's just like, let me go and get, because if you're inside the house, wouldn't your garage or your scooter that you keep, I don't know, in your backyard be equidistant? Uh, so... <laughs> I, that was what, what is, jumped out to me. It, only in Florida only. do these kinds of things happen. Florida man, Florida boy. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know, Mark. I feel like I agree. A very strange investment in uh, just one mode of transportation being your Lamborghini. <laughs> well, let's go from Florida, Bill, to California. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there was a suspect that tried to escape from FBI agents using an underwater sea scooter. So here's the story. There was a man who was wanted for his role in an alleged $35 million Ponzi scheme. They were arrested, however, after evading FBI agents by swimming into California's largest reservoir using an underwater sea scooter. This is something that federal prosecutors said. So Matthew Piercy spent about 25 minutes in the frigid Lake Shasta 
using the Yamaha 35LI submersible device before he eventually resurfaced and was handcuffed. And so apparently this sea scooter is a motorized device that can pull you underwater at speeds of about four miles an hour. And there's a Yamaha tutorial video that describes this sea scooter as having underwater propulsion that allows users to cruise at depths of 100 feet below the surface, which I thought was pretty wild. And yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like who just has an underwater sea scooter on hand? Interesting. Who do- Wait, what? Bill, are those two James Bonds? Outside That's, the studio, asking to get in. Hello, uh, excuse me. Yes, this is, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello. Yes, I'm. I'm Bond. I'm James Bond. I'm Bond. What, James you? Bond the second. This, this, what? Clearly, this this man was using my tactic of uh, using an undersea scooter to evade uh, the the bad guys, uh, or trying to use a laser to destroy the world. Exactly right. And I'm not sure if the article explained it right, but at the end, I bet he came up out of the water in a whip wetsuit and then unzipped the wetsuit, and he had a tuxedo underneath that to walk into a party. Uh, uh, I can't believe there's two James Bonds in here. I can't I, either. You guys, like, this is crazy. So you're just upset that this guy stole your your method of, like, a, a movie intro? Right. It was exactly right. It was going to be a movie intro for the next James Bond where we take an underwater sea scooter, get up our sea scooter, sea scooter, and then get up onto a land scooter, and then and then go from the land scooter to a, a flying scooter, and then go from the flying scooter into the space scooter with Jeff Bezos. Yes, and that's, at that point is when I would use my time machine to go back in time and then stop James Bond 2 from taking over James Bond 1 intro. That's right. Exactly right. In fact, we got to go into pre-production on that next movie right now. So we're going to we're going to we're going to go right now. Quick, quick. Hold, hold my hand, Bond 2. Oh, yeah, I got it. Uh, I got it. Ready? Three, two, two one. one. James, James Bond. Bond. Bye, guys. See, they just disappeared. Yeah, that was pretty. I, you know what? I don't blame them. That felt like a James Bond intro when you were reading it. It did, Mark. right? It did. Yeah, I think that maybe this this Ponzi scheme guy just stole it straight out of them. Yeah, <laughs> straight out of their thing. And for this next story, Mark, uh, we're going to go to New York, where the police are investigating a heist at a high end e scooter store where dozens of e-scooters were stolen from the Soho shop in an overnight break-in. Surveillance video showed this group of thieves sauntering in uh, at night and over five hours stealing dozens of electric scooters and bikes. Um, (laughs) This quote, I don't know why this makes me laugh, Mark, but he said, uh, the owner said, it was planned, it was executed. (laughs) 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 <laughs> we counted about 16 individuals, 16 perps, who came in and came out with our scooter, two or three scooters at a time, and just went in some direction. Uh, he says three of the stolen scooters had GPS trackers, uh-oh, oh, and detectives were able to find one being ridden nearby, and this uh, uh, person ended up giving up the names of the people he got the scooter from. Okay. And the detectives arrested him. So, you know, a- another lesson here is, I-, I guess, don't sell to people that know your name. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so I don't know why all my lessons are trying to help the thieves in these stories today. <laughs> Mark, clearly, they shouldn't have uh, stolen the e-scooters. I'm curious why it was a 16-person operation. Like, it's interesting hearing about the details of this robbery and trying to understand why it was done the way that it was. So, like, mm-hmm. do you take 16 people or... 16 people to steal these scooters so that you go in 16 different directions just to give yourself a better <laughs> chance of going away. Otherwise it's just like, why, why use 16 people to do this? Because in the, it, it, it's not like they went in all at once. It seems like it was over time. Cause in my mind, it's just right. like, well, if you go in with 16 people, the idea is to be quick about it. And that's not right. the impression that I get from this robbery. No, it said that they they took five hours right. into the morning. What, what five hours, you, you know that seems inefficient. <laughs> you, you should have picked different six group of sixteen people. Yeah. you know he he said it was planned and it was executed not very well. No. Not really. Excuse me, were you looking for these scooters? I, I, James Bond. I found you found the scooters. Yes, I found the scooter culprit. His his name was Stephen, and he just wanted a nice ride. Oh. But not today, evil. Wow. For Bond James shall return all scooters, for, because that's what Britain needs. Is is that what your next James Bond movie is about? Is just recovering stolen e-scooters? Yeah, it's a little bit more indie. We're we're going with like more of a like a like a, a vibe that's more low key. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'd go watch that. Well, here's two free tickets. What? Oh my gosh. Thank you, James Bond. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. And you left behind a martini uh, shaken, not stirred. This is really, this Damn is really straight. nice. Yes. Yes. Thank you for, thank you, Mark. Now I'm going to take just one of these scooters and ride away. Farewell. Bye, James Bond. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, so we're back. And Bill, let's talk a little bit about the history of scooters and uh, different moments throughout time where they popped up. So scooters apparently were first invented in Germany in 1817 when Carl von Dres de Saarbrunn created a two-wheeled ride. Uh, and then in 1916, Arthur Hugo Cecil Gibson and Joseph F. Merkel created the first motorized scooter or the autoped. And Bill, we were looking at some pictures of oh. these and they look yeah. a whole lot like the ones that you see today. It's so wild. They do. The Lime, the, all the different brands of scooters. It just looks like, you know, these people in this old, you know, 1900s garb, right. sometimes wearing like tuxedos. Why were everyone was dressed so fancy so back nice. then? I mean, so nice. And uh, it looks like a Lime, you know, e-scooter, a regular e-scooter, just with a big old, uh, like a chunk on the front that's a little gas engine. Um, and the people look pretty happy riding them. Um, and it's interesting that it took, you know, a hundred or so years to get back. I mean, that the next scooter boom actually took place in America after that 1916 boom in the 30s. And um, they first enjoyed their wide popularity during the Great Depression. At that time, many children built their own scooters from recycled wood. And this promoted a level of freedom and mobility for those who couldn't afford to buy cars. That's, I love that ingenuity, you know, in that sense right. of invention. Because I would imagine that, yeah, I mean, cars, I mean, still are expensive. Bikes are expensive. Whereas, like, I feel like you can get the materials, make yourself a scooter, get around, you know? That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, the scooter with skate wheels is crude, but it is very effective. It actually dates back to the late... 19th century, which is kind of wild mm -hmm. to think about. Um, and after the World War II scooter boom, uh, scooters have starred on the silver screen. Uh, the film Roman Holiday, which is from 1953, is one of the most famous examples of when there's a Vespa scooter used to transport uh, a princess in Rome. And it's believed that the film resulted in tens of thousands of sales for the Vespa scooters following the film's release. And it's so crazy to me how that kind of stuff happens you know that reminds me of the, the skittles in uh, et mm -hmm. uh, i'm sorry skittles turned them down actually it was reese's pieces yes uh, yeah. that was in et and that they you know boomed and the other thing recently that i've been reminded of is uh the great queen song bohemian rhapsody mm -hmm. which was featured in wayne's world and that kind of brought that song back to the forefront i think that was the first time i had really heard that song um, and now we have things like stuff coming from Stranger Things, mm -hmm. where songs like uh, uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets, or uh, what's the other song that's been oh, played? Oh, Kate Bush, uh, Running Up That Hill. Running Up That Hill. Yeah. That hill. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill, I, I, this makes me wonder, is there something that you remember from when you were younger, let's say, that you saw in a movie mm -hmm. or on TV, and you really wanted to get it, whether or not you did? But you saw that and you're like, oh, I, I want to get that because I saw it in the movie. Definitely, definitely. And not only did I want it, but I did end up getting. So there's a the Home Alone 2, the one starting is uh, the guest appearance from Donald Trump. <laughs> this is basically what I remember for that movie. But he, you know, that time for some reason, uh, 
uh, Kevin McAllister, uh, played by Macaulay Culkin, is stuck in New York, and he's got this little toy tape recorder where he can slow down voices, and so he's making phone calls, and it sounds like an adult because he can slow down the voice, and, you know, in genius branding of that movie. I'm sure they worked directly with a toy company to get that in the film. <laughs> uh, I did get one of those. My parents got me one for Christmas and I remember enjoying it. I, I remember having, I don't know where it exists today, but um, yeah. How about you? Was there something that you saw in a film that you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. I had a talk boy as well. It was very fun. It was like a, a talk cool boy, that's talk boy thing. I remember having that as well. I don't think I ever got good at using it. I remember trying to use it, but I could never, I just never, got advanced with it uh the yeah. one of the more embarrassing am i embarrassed no i'm proud to say this uh so seventh grade uh cisco had his seismic hit thong song and there's a moment yeah. when cisco's like dancing on the beach with a bunch of people like dancing and he has on like this red vest and i was like that red vest is the best i don't know <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to find it, but I am. And I did my best to like try to find a cool looking red vest like Cisco had in the thong song music video. I could never find it. Uh, the closest I got was like a red hoodie. I think I had at a certain point, like a red jacket, but I could never recreate that red vest. But yeah, yeah, that's what that noted. Yeah. <laughs> noted Christmas present. <laughs> coming in. Red vest. <laughs> You know what that reminds me of too, Mark, is like, you know, speaking of movies and 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 us <laughs> talk boys and, and red vests, you know, remember Back to the Future, there's a scooter in Back to the Future and that gets referenced in there, uh, the original film where he goes back to the 50s, uh, Michael J. Fox's character, and uh, grabs the scooter from the kid, rips it off and it becomes a skateboard <laughs> yeah. and it just very hipply goes around the town square um, that's another thing. I, 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 you know what? Watching that movie never necessarily made me want to skate, uh, but it did make skating seem a lot cooler. Skateboards R seem a lot cooler. Right, yeah. I, I would say that that was my similar reaction where it's just like, I, after seeing that, it's not like I wanted to get a skateboard right away, but I'm like, those are some cool moves, Marty McFly. <laughs> those are some cool moves. <laughs> you know? Hello, McFly. Yeah. Um, well, and, and so, you know, as we progress through scooter history, you know, come into 2003, we have the e-scooter, the, e the hugely popular Razor brand, um, which I remember those even growing up, Mark, mm -hmm. I don't know if you, like the, the Razor scooters where people would ride them. I feel like they got banned from high school. Maybe at some point they, people could have them out in the parking lot. Uh, but they added an electric motor in 03. But the real tale of the modern electric scooter begins after 2009. And it started with the lithium ion battery technology that became refined enough to integrate into those small vehicles like scooters. Um, and that meant that those scooters could be charged at home and kind of started this rebirth of the scooter that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. And so now seeing electric scooters is a pretty common sight from time to time. There's definitely been ebbs and flows, I suppose, depending on what city you live in and, you know, what electric scooters are permitted to be on the roads. But now I'd say it's a pretty firm staple uh, on the sidewalks right. these days. Oh, Bill, looks like we got another another visitor here. Oh, oh, we do. Knock, okay. knock, hello. Hello. Oh, hey there. Why? hello. Hey there, gents. Hello. Welcome. Ladies, everybody. Mm. Uh, 
here, uh, Mortimer here, uh, got a got a got a got a got a product here that's gonna change change your life, change your life, change your oh. whole world. Exactly right, exactly right. Wow, Mortimer, look at you, that that top hat, and that you look like you just stepped right out of the the twenties. Oh yes, indeed, yes indeed. Very the twenties never dressed. ended. They 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 tell you the twenties never ended, but w- what year is it now? It's a uh, well, it's twenty twenty two. Sounds like the twenties to me, indeed, Bill. Smart man, <laughs> smart man, indeed. You know what, Bill? You look and sound like a smart man. You would need a smart vehicle to get around. Let me tell you something. A car too clunky, too big. You need a garage for it, right? A plane way too big True. destroys our planet Earth. But have you ever thought about something Agreed. else that guzzles guzzles up gas just as good? How about an autoped? Exactly right. Here's an autoped. You see it? You can zoom around. You know, it goes oh, around wow. like two, three miles an hour. Only takes about four gallons of gas to every mile. You know, so. Oh, my God. Yep, exactly right. That's really, it's just spitting out black smoke here in the studio. It's, that's very, seems like not efficient at all. Oh, it's plenty efficient. You take this thing, you take it out on the road, five o'clock in the morning, you'll have your paper route done in 12 hours later. You know, everyone starts with the paper route. You know, a man started with the paper route. A few years later, he walked into the building, shook a man's hand. Forty years later, he was CEO and then president of uh, the company. Yep, exactly right. I'm gonna be honest. I, it, it, the, well, it, it, smoke continues. To, it's hard for me to breathe because of the, the amount of smoke the scooter's putting up. But you know, I appreciate it. But I, I, I don't need a, a scooter, sir. I, like uh, you know, we, we have electric ones here that are much cleaner and, and less noisy. Uh, well, it seems that you all are not gonna buy. Don't worry, it's your loss, not mine. I'm just gonna hop on this scoot right here, rev it up, rev, 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 and I'm gonna go on to the next hundred years when the twenties come back again. Farewell. Woo! Wow. So that guy, uh, that guy's gone. It looks like it sounds like he travels through time every hundred years to whenever the twenties are for that century, and tries to pedal the same model of scooter. I wish him well in the year 2030. Or wait. 2120? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my timelines mixed up already. <laughs> well, you know what? By the time 2120 comes around, maybe we will be back to that mode of transportation. <laughs> I don't, was it Mortimer, right? I think yeah. it'll be uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mortimer. Maybe you'll better like next time, my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Mortimer was an awesome, <laughs> what an amazing man and wishing him best of luck. And what's interesting to me going into this stuff, Mark, is that these old autoped scooters, um, just like today's dockless scooters are that are struggling to recuperate their costs. You know, there's been billions invested in those uh, eco-friendly startups, but the autoped's lifespan was ultimately cut short by its bottom line. Mm. Um the author of the Illustrated Encyclopedia of Motorcycles, Erwin Trakstik, tells Stein that like all other scooters of that period, the autoped was not a commercial success. Mm. Um, experts he spoke to suggested the problem may have led to do with the need for the device, which was more expensive than a bicycle, but didn't offer the seated comfort of a motorcycle. Um, but it's easy kind of to see how now we might be living in a time that echoes back to that first boom because today's startups are promoting their products by following the same playbook as cars, get them on the street, figure out how to regulate them afterwards. Mm. You know, it's kind of like the same thing that Uber and Lyft uh, did asking for forgiveness rather than permission. But it remains unclear, you know, how these things will do. I know here in Atlanta, we've had kind of a back and we'll dive into that more in the next segment, uh, back and forth with whether or not they are good for the streets and and things like that. Um, So I don't know. Are e-scooters here to stay? My guess would be yes, just because I think that as we'll, you know, 
continue to discuss, I think people need forms of transportation to get from point A to point B that maybe doesn't require a car or doesn't require public transportation since not everyone can have cars and not all cities have public transportation. So it seems like if it's not an e-scooter, it's going to be some similar kind of technology that gets you around a little faster. Well, let's cut to a break and then we'll come back and find out. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. Okay, we're back. And uh, one of the interesting things about e-scooters, and I agree with your point at the end, Mark. You know, it's kind of... there's pros and cons to them just like there is with any motor transportation, but I like that they seem like they've made it much more equitable and like providing modes of transportation for people and ways to get to work. Um, But one big thing that, that is an issue with the scooters is that they do affect people with disabilities. And if you think about being someone without a disability, uh, you know, you might've tripped or fallen or almost tripped on a scooter laying across the sidewalk. If you're living in a city like Atlanta or a lot of these cities where there's a kind of a proliferation of these scooters. And this story that we have is from Toledo, Ohio, talking about uh, people with disabilities asking scooter riders to be more curious. Um, you know, their their quote from the article from Angie Goodnight said, they're not scooting them over. They're just letting them lay wherever it happens. Uh, people in wheelchairs, people like myself, I'm blind. If I came across one of those, I would fall. Uh, and Goodnight works for the Ability Center and says she's received a lot of calls from folks in the community with a disability saying scooters are blocking the sidewalks. And she'd like the companies that supply them to step in that there should be an incentive to return the scooters to the original area. I thought this was interesting that they are starting to work with them, Mark, to try and help that. So they actually now have uh, a thing where some riders can get a discount 
from their scooter ride, parking what are called, quote, lucky zones or popular locations around town where people want to rent a scooter. So at the end, you take it to an area where it's more likely to be picked up again. You got to take a picture of the scooter at the end of the ride. And um, if the scooter is parked improperly, they get a warning. Uh, and if it's parked improperly a second time, you get a fine. Um, so I think that might be a good way, you know, hopefully we'll see if people actually self-regulate and do these things. Um, because you don't want a blind person tripping and falling into the street. You don't want someone in a wheelchair, you know, not able to get around. Uh, and this article ends by saying, you know, just scoot it over and think, could a person in a wheelchair get by? And that's all. Just scoot it over. Yeah, I think having some sort of plan is helpful, you know, or could make yeah. a big difference. Because when we were talking earlier, and as we've seen in certain cities, it sounds like some of these companies just dropped a bunch of scooters in the area without much of a plan for how to make sure that they're put in a place that is safe for everyone. And several years ago, when uh, the e-scooters started popping up in Atlanta in high numbers, I mean, mm -hmm. one of the things that I remember so much is that it would feel like someone would just throw it wherever, <laughs> you know, like, right. The, the, right. And, and I guess part of that was because there wasn't a place to put them. So then people, it, it just felt like someone would finish riding. I, I, I don't know what, what actually happened, but it would feel like someone would ride a scooter to their destination and literally just like chuck it someplace, you know, based yeah. on how they would be situated. Now that occurrence has gone down, at least in Atlanta, a little bit in the years since then. But yeah, yeah. I think anything to kind of like curtail or incentivize people to, you know, park them properly. Right. Uh, you know, Mark Kendall writes you a check for a thousand dollars every time <laughs> you park it properly, folks. Take good care of your e-scooters. Um, well, and th this next article is interesting, Mark, and it's, it's talking a little bit more about what it was like when these e-scooters came into Atlanta. Uh, the headline reads, Atlanta's electric scooters are fun, dangerous, exciting, annoying, and unstoppable, <laughs> which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, and to your point, they just kind of dropped them off. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, it was a Santa Monica-based company founded by former Lyft and Uber executive, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> dropped off 200 scooters in Midtown, Old Fourth Water, Downtown. These are all neighborhoods in Atlanta. Um, and within 70 days, uh, more than 43,000 people had taken 110,000 trips, making Atlanta one of the most popular cities. You know, seeing those numbers, it makes a lot of sense. It kind of gives context to what I vaguely remember those years ago, because it felt not overnight, but it just felt like right away. They're just like it all did. these scooters everywhere. And you're like, what? Did something happen that I, you know, like. Right. Yeah. Do you have now, have you ridden? I know besides the commercial. <laughs> That you recorded, Mark, where it was almost disaster <laughs> with the car commercial. Have you since ridden a scooter? Uh, no, I, I I have not since. Um, but I'm. Okay. It's mostly just a balance thing. But I'm very jealous Got of the folks that that do, um, because in Atlanta they can be incredibly useful. You know, like right. uh, depending on where you live versus where you work and things like that. Uh, having a way to cheaply just like go a couple miles someplace is huge. Right. That can be a game changer if there's a way to do that conveniently. And 
the way that Atlanta is constructed right now, you know, we have buses, we have trains and things like that, but it's not super comprehensive, you know? So if you're trying to get from Mm -hmm. one neighborhood to the next, a bird scooter can really help solve that for sure. And it helped me, you know, when I was working downtown in times that I have, I definitely have taken advantage of, you know, if I want to go, you know, meet a friend on the other side of downtown or in midtown for work, I could hop on a scooter and get there in five minutes, what would normally take me, you know, a 30 minute walk each way. And I will say it was fun. It's been a couple of years since I've ridden them. It was a little bumpy, you know, (laughs) trying to drive. I would drive it on kind of like side streets, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm not on some of the main drags here in Atlanta because I just didn't feel that safe. Um, But the, once you get up to, you know, 20 miles an hour on it, it's a, it's a little sketchy. Um, (laughs) And you can see how, you know, certainly when they came in, there was a lot more, you know, ER visits and things like that. I don't know that that's necessarily changed, uh, but, you know, maybe we've gotten used to having more people in ERs after the pandemic. (laughs) And, you know, I do think there's, you know, there's a yin and yang to anything. So, you know, just like with vehicles and people get in accidents, things happen. Mm-hmm. But is society better with or without cars? I think with cars, you know, you know, we're, we're better. So are we a better society with or without scooters? I think the scooters are helpful. You know, I, I, I to your point earlier, Mark, I think it's a great way for folks kind of to get in between places. And, um, you know, our friend Ronnie, who was a guest on our Scott episode of the podcast uh, and just a shout out to him. He, he was lives near by where he works and um, also he's a performer and where he performs. And so he used to ride those scooters all the time. And he said it was a really fantastic and easy way for him to get around town. I got a question for you, Bill. I know you uh, have been biking recently. What's it like have, on yeah. the roads as a biker? Like does Atlanta, how, how is Atlanta about treating its bike riders? That's a really good question. So what I do, Mark, is I do these group rides. Um, and for folks at other cities, you might have a critical mass ride. I know there's some of those in multiple cities. So it's, we, we, sh- we get together and it's about 200 to 400 people on bicycles. And we kind of take over the streets. There's people organizing it that will block off major intersections. So part of the reason I like that, we all wear our helmets, we all have our lights on and stuff. But I like that because it feels so much safer. I, I think Atlanta is not a great, or I know it's not a great city for biking. We, we've tried to get better. I think we're, we are slowly but surely getting better and, and creating more bike lanes, more bike lanes with barriers um, so cars don't just end up blocking and parking in the bike lanes. But if I'm not riding in a big group like that or on a really a, a decently paved street that I trust, uh, I'm riding on the Beltline, which is in here in Atlanta, we have an old rail line that's been changed to like a walking biking path. And so there is no cross traffic. It's just for bicycles. And we have a couple other things for bicycles. I kind of stand on those because I still don't like riding on the streets. I've just heard too many horror stories of people who use bikes to commute, who consistently, you know, it seems like the the conversation I have, Mark, goes like this. Oh, you use a bike to commute. Uh, how, how have you been? How's that been? Well, I've, been, I've only been in the hospital a couple of times. And they just kind of, it's like a rite of passage or something. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. Yeah, it's, I, sim- similar. I, I do not ride a bike around town, but unfortunately, some friends of mine have had some terrible bike accidents. And so I was just kind of mm-hmm. curious what it was like as a bike rider. And part of the reason I asked that is, in this article that we're referencing, 
Um, Atlanta officials project the city's population will more than double over the next 30 to 40 years. And so I just think mm. about that and people are going to have to have some way to get around, whether it's bikes, e-scooters, whatever. And up until this point, you know, public transportation has not grown at the rate that it needs to. So especially in Atlanta. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So it's not so much that I'm like, oh, man, e-scooters are the best or anything like that. It's just more so that it's like, man, I'm curious how people will get around as our city continues to grow. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think anyone's going to send us an email. Mark <laughs> loves scooters and he's the reason I got a concussion. Sure, you love these scooters like just too much. And I'm like, I will not back down this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to ride them. And then Mark Kendall came on and said they were good to ride. And then, you know, it was me versus a dump truck. No, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I do think it's a good thing for, for us to have more modes of transportation that aren't gasoline and fossil fuel based that can get people around town safely because to your credit mark atlanta and i know or for our listeners who are in other cities there's so much density going on in our cities and so much traffic and we we got to come up with some solutions that aren't more cars on the road and maybe it's more bikes on the path yeah you know so bill we've explored some great things about the scooter today for this deep dive and so i feel like now is as good a time as any to hop into our spring of inspiring inspirations. So this is the part Ah, of the episode where we pull a quote that we feel is inspiring in some way uh, to leave things on a high note. So this quote is from uh, a gentleman that I've seen take very many different forms of public transportation, Uh, Richard Branson. uh, I've seen this man in space, on planes, in parachutes, and all kinds of things. But the reason I pulled this quote is not because of Richard Branson, but because it relates to movement in some ways. And so we've been talking about scooters. So the quote is this, uh, my attitude has always been, if you fall flat on your face, at least you're moving forward. All you have to do is get back up and try again. And so to anyone, if you're like me, don't ride scooters very well, and you have to ride one and you fall down, honestly, you're making, you're making progress, you know? So that's what I wanted to share. Every time you fall, you're a couple of feet further. You know, yeah. wear a helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as always, thank you so much for tuning in to Ridiculous News. You got a lot of places you can listen to lots of different things. We love you being here. We enjoy uh, talking with you. And please come back and listen again. Yes. Thank you so much. And you can stay in touch with us. So you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. You can also follow us, uh, Ridiculous News, on Facebook and IG. And be sure to check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy on IG, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, And at Kendall Comedy on Twitter. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.